what we've seen from uh, the most progressive galleries and museums around the world is an acknowledgement that um, some of the things they hold haven't been ethically collected or sourced. Welcome to the Arts Hub Up, a regular look inside Australian arts and artists. I'm George Dunford. In this episode, National Gallery of Australia director Nick Mitsovich joins us for a conversation about the provenance of museum collections. We'll talk through the issues about how art is sourced, who owns it, who it belongs to, and when it should be returned. For colonial institutions like museums and galleries, many objects on display come from around the world, taken from other cultures. Though museums usually try to present these objects in a cultural context, in many ways the legitimacy of their ownership is culturally and legally questionable. In 2014, Arts Hub's Gina Fairley reported that several objects in the National Gallery of Australia's collection had dubious provenance. The gallery had acquired objects including the seated Buddha from Subhash Kapoor, an art dealer who's since been implicated in the trafficking of some 2,600 objects through his New York gallery. This year, the NGA announced that it would return questionably acquired works from its Asian art collections worth some $3.3 million to India. With the potential for more works to be returned to their home cultures in the future, we asked Nick to begin by explaining how the NGA defines provenance and repatriation. Providence is a very interesting word that describes the history of an object once it leaves the hands of the artist. And so the time between when the work is completed and leaves the hands of the artist to the time that we're in right now, that time is described as the history of the work of art or the provenance of the work of art. Repatriation is when an object has been defined as not necessarily having the appropriate history that we deem um, acceptable and then making the decision to return the object to the country of origin to respect the country of origin's culture. And that's the premise of repatriation. So we take, we then return the object to the country of origin so that country can assert what they believe is the appropriate care for that object. Part of the challenge for institutions is economic. Artworks and artefacts can be extremely expensive. And when they turn out not to be from ethical sources, that can put a gallery or a museum in a difficult financial position. Is it possible to recoup those costs? In some cases, yes. The NGA were fortunate in pursuing a legal action against Subhash Kapoor. In 2016, the National Gallery received a judgment in our favour against Kapoor of nearly $8.6 million US, uh, which is about uh, $12 million Australian, um, and we're still pursuing his assets and uh, will continue to try to identify assets so we can claim that judgment in our favour. Uh, so the jury is out. Uh, Kapoor is standing, is waiting to stand trial in India and there is an extradition for him as well for a, a case in New York. And um, uh, while this is going on, we are still pursuing assets um, on behalf of the Australian public. Just as the money has been hard to chase, it's taken time to work through the process of returning the works to India. I think there's a number of steps in that journey. Um, first, we had to acknowledge that um, 
there was a problem and it took us a while to do that. The second was to then try to assemble all of the information that we could. Then the third step was to acknowledge that um, if we were moving down a completely documentary legal path, we would still never find the answers. And then moving to the next step was an acknowledgement that um, with the balance of probabilities concept, we needed to then apply an ethical framework. So it was the journey that we went on that um, that was really directed by trying to give an object certainty. And I think that's been the critical path that the National Gallery's gone on, that um, we've focused on giving work certainty. And I think it's important to remember that the objects that we're talking about are very culturally charged objects. They're mainly religious objects. So to hold a religious object in a state of uncertainty is certainly not appropriate for a public institution. It's not best practice um, for the institution and also for our respective culture. And so this is how we've gone on that journey over eight years and we've been led by the the focus to give an object certainty and we've also tried to move through things in a methodical way that uh, isn't knee-jerky, that there is um, uh, a process that we're going through and a process that we feel confidence in uh, so we can apply it to a whole range of issues as we continue to research our collection. Are you looking to keep your organisation connected to the art sector? Let Arts Hub help with an organisation membership. Organisation members receive a wealth of benefits, including unlimited staff logins, full access to our 20-year archive of arts news, and savings on job ads, opportunity and event listings and more. Join today at artshub.com.au. I hope you can tell that we live and breathe provenance here. So it is certainly part of our core business. Um, uh, when I started, it actually wasn't. So, it, you know, even in those short three years, we've seen um, how things have changed and developed. And who would have thought that um, uh, that we would launch a provenance project that looked at the ethical collecting of our Indigenous works? So, um, you know, we don't want to just settle on our laurels and say, oh, we're just working through our Indian problems. Uh, I think what that indicates is that we want to be proactive about the works that we're custodians of. The NGA is also looking at the provenance of its First Nations collections. Well, we've recently launched um, a provenance project within the Indigenous collection. We're less likely to find things that are stolen. And so the project's focus is the ethical collecting of works. And so we are now systematically working through our collection to make sure that the works that have come into our collection have been ethically collected. And um, it's the project is only in its infancy, so we've got a, a number of years to go um, in reviewing things. But I think 
it's important to state that provenance does not, research does not just relate to works from India or the Nazi era. Um, provenance is very much about having confidence in the works that you hold, that the journey to you or the collection um, has been appropriate. And if it hasn't been appropriate, um, the institution needs to call it out. Uh, we're, a 21st, we're all 21st century collecting institutions or individuals in the community and our conduct must reflect uh, what the world expects. Um, and it's clear in the museum sector what the world expects and it expects transparency, it expects respecting um, individual cultures and working with those cultures to uh, make sure that there is a collaborative approach to determining where a work should be housed if there's questions on its on its trade. What I've learned by being in the, in the industry is that um, you know when you identify who the stakeholders are um, and that's the, the cultural owners or the people that are responsible for that object in the 21st century, it's important to have a very clear dialogue with them from the very beginning um, and um, uh, that's how um, you find solutions. And I think it's important that we don't perpetuate a colonial attitude and that we don't have all the answers. Uh, it's, it's our job to be the custodian of that object or those works. And um, now um, what's important is that we, we should work in partnership with, particularly in this, in this example, First Nations artists and um, the holders of those important cultural stories to make sure make sure that we work out what's in the best interest of respecting culture and the best interest of the object and uh, acknowledging that the museum itself doesn't have all the answers and isn't the authority. Some of the world's most progressive cultural institutions are grappling with these ethical challenges, but the conversation about how to best repatriate works is an ongoing one. It's a conversation that Nick hopes to keep close to the heart of the NGA's activities. I think we're in the vortex of that change at the moment. You know, the last 10 years has seen a great focus and we've seen particularly European collections uh, repatriate works. And so it's a big work in progress. And uh, what we've seen from uh, the most progressive galleries and museums around the world is an acknowledgement that um, some of the things they hold haven't been ethically collected or sourced. So I think what we're seeing is a, a dialogue about the object and also about its history. And um, I think that's a new element to, to the storytelling and care of, of uh, collection. We saw that, you know, in the past... Um, uh, just collecting an object was important and then talking about its intent. Now we're doing that, plus we're talking about its history, its context, um, how the work came to us and uh, making sure that um, we're very transparent about those things. And I think the industry will continue to become much more transparent and I think that um, repatriation is now core part of gallery and museum operations and um, at the moment we think they're um, extraordinary acts that are outside of the typical workings of a museum. In reality, it's actually now become 
core part of our operations to make sure that we're continuing to review our collections and continuing to work with um, communities that where we've identified uh, concerns in our collecting. And uh, that, that will only become more common and um, a, you know, very much uh, part of the everyday. Many of us have large historic collections and so the collecting practices of the past don't reflect the current focus and so there's two parts to that. And so the first part is to make sure the, co- the current collecting practices adhere to the, the policies that are appropriate for our institutions today. And the second part is to continue to research and review and be transparent about the works we hold or the works that are currently under review. And look, down the track, there'll be more works that we'll repatriate. There will be further research that we'll do And it will become, as I said, not an exceptional act, but a common act because, um, you know, the collections have come together in different ways and the guidelines and the principles have changed and we as museums must respond to it. Thanks for listening to The Arts Hubber. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you do your listening. And check out previous episodes of the show on our website at artshub.com.au slash podcast. Our guest this month was Nick Mitsevich from the National Gallery of Australia. The Arts Hubbub is produced by John Shear, Giselle Buetti, Gina Fairley and me, George Dunford. Our theme music is Chasing Waterfalls by Tim Shiel. This podcast was produced on the lands of the Kulin Nation, we pay our respects to the Kulin elders past, present and emerging. Sovereignty has never been ceded. <laughs>